Prague, January 5th, 1968, Alexander Dubček succeeds Antonin Novotny as first secretary of the Communist Party, a series of political liberalizations that will come to be known as the Prague Spring was set in motion. Unhappy with the slow pace of de-Stalinization and following a period of economic decline largely blamed on a Soviet model of industrial reorganization that had been ill-suited for Czechoslovakia, Dubček set the country on a path towards decentralization of the economy, easing of restrictions on travel and free speech, and eventual reorganization of the socialist state into two republics. But Dubček's ascent to power was bad news for Major General Jan Sena, a high-ranking communist who owed much of his career success to the ousted Stalinist Novotny. Sena fled Czechoslovakia with his son that February, following allegations by the neo-communist leadership that he had stolen tens of thousands of dollars worth of state-owned clover and alfalfa seed and sold it on the black market. Sena arrived in New York by way of Hungary, Yugoslavia, and Italy. He is considered to have been the Cold War's second highest ranking defectors to the West. Barely seven months after taking office, the Soviet Union and neighboring Warsaw Pact countries invaded Czechoslovakia, removed Dubček from power, and reversed his policy liberalization. By that time, Sena was living in Bethesda, Maryland, and had begun a seven-year career at the CIA as a counterintelligence analyst. He brought a valuable fund of knowledge and insight gained through his years as a member of the Czechoslovak General Staff, during which time he worked closely with high-ranking officials throughout the Warsaw Pact. Although some of his claims were never corroborated by hard evidence, such as the direct involvement of Soviet intelligence in the training of terrorists, Sena is remembered in his obituaries having been an altogether very valuable intelligence asset. Much of what we know or think we know about Sena, we have to take with a grain of salt. When it comes down to it, his life, both inside and outside of the United States, basically seems to be one massive fresco of hearsay. That said, a lengthy discussion of Sena's contributions to the intelligence community is proffered by former intelligence advisor and national security analyst Dr. Joseph Douglas in his rather subjectively worded book, Red Cocaine, in which he refers to communism as devilish, quote, devilish mania, end quote. Now, rhetorical witticisms and emotional cadences notwithstanding, Red Cocaine appears to be one of the most comprehensive, publicly available uh, discussions of Sena's testimony. According to Douglas, one of the most diabolical Soviet schemes Sena described to Western intelligence officials was a concerted, deliberate effort by the Soviet leadership to undermine the West by corrupting its young people with narcotics. The idea that narcotics could be used as a weapon against a foreign population is not new. Addiction is a deadly disease that wreaks havoc on individuals, families, and societies. During the Anglo-Chinese conflicts of the mid-19th century, there was strong sentiment among the imperial Chinese leadership that the British harbored ulterior motives for their import of opium to China. This is reflected in official communications from the period. 
To quote one Chinese imperial official, High Commissioner Lin Shu, nicknamed Blue Sky, in a letter to Queen Victoria, By what principle of reason, then, should these foreigners send in return a poisonous drug, which involves destruction of the natives of China? without meaning to say that the foreigners harbor such destructive intentions in their hearts, we nonetheless assert that from their inordinate thirst for gain, they are perfectly careless about the injuries they inflict upon us. The next segment of the Dope Wars series will discuss the Anglo-Chinese conflicts of 1839 to 1842 and 1856 to 1860, more well known as the First and Second Opium Wars, and the effect that the 19th century narcotics trade in East Asia has had on subsequent political and trade relations between the West and China.